Hello, hello, and welcome back to You Uplifted Beautiful Souls. My name is Safa. I'm your host. I'm an intuitive healer as well as a women's health and wellness life coach. And this show is all about finding new ways in which to heal, grow, and fully step into our true potential and power. And today I wanted to do a special episode that's going to help highlight a project here in Houston, Texas that I think is just so healing and so important to the younger generations as well as to ourselves so that we can look a little bit past old preconceptions about certain things and really start expanding into a space of healing much more presently. So in order to do that, I asked one of my old students, and actually she's one of my very first first students, so she's just lovely, and she's got a true passion for her work. Anyway, I asked her to come and join me today for the show. Her name is Diana Day, but I call her Nani because that's kind of how we met, and I've been calling her that forever. So a little bit about Nani (laughs) or Diana. Diana is from Colombia and she's been practicing yoga for more than 10 years. She's lived in Houston for nine years and started teaching yoga to adults until she went to India. At this point, her focus shifts and she starts working with Sheltering Harbor here in Houston, Texas. And Sheltering Harbor is a residential treatment center operating at five campuses and is designed to help boys and girls aged 10 to 17 with emotional or behavioral problems. Nani focuses on understanding this behavior and finding its source, where she works with the kids in the program, and she teaches them yoga, meditation, and breathing techniques to help them heal. Diana and Peter J. Saborowski are founders of Yoga Enrichment for Adolescent Healing, also called Yeah, and it is a joy to have her on the show today. So let's go into my interview with Nani. Welcome, Nanny. How are you doing today? I am doing good, Sapa. This good, weather. Yeah. <laughs> it's weather's killing you. Yeah, we've had like stormy days. I love this weather. It was... <laughs> no, I actually love it. Bogota, it rains every day. Like rain is my weather. Yeah. Oh, man. See, I'm the opposite. I mean, I don't mind the rain. To me, it feels very cleansing and very healing but I prefer the sunshine. <laughs> You're from Texas, right? <laughs> no, I'm from Mexico. Which part of Mexico? Uh, the city. Oh, okay. It's not too hot. I was saying like Acapulco, like you look so Caribbean. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you were able to join us for the show today. And um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you found your way to the work that you do through your yoga practice? I know it's a long story, but just want to give like a very short version of that. Uh, I am from Colombia and I always like sports and I basically find yoga uh, because my body always was in pain. Right. And when I moved to America nine nine years ago, yoga was just a hobby. And I remember uh, my ex-husband told me like, hey, why you just don't find a job that you will do for free? I said, oh, have to be yoga. I love to do yoga. And in that moment, I was taking classes and my yoga instructor was really inspired to me. 
And I said, I like her job. She looks so happy, so relaxed every day. <laughs> I want that life. And without seeing in that moment, my life was a chaos. I wasn't in peace at all. Um, I actually was like, uh, Latin, we have this wrong concept. The, if we're more strong, we like people will hear you more, or if you're more loud, right? Mm -hmm. And I find yoga super healing for me because uh, it showed me like a piece that I didn't know. And I was able to like talk more relaxed or don't argue and more like saying how I was feeling. And I liked that connection. When I finished school yoga uh, here in Houston, uh, I was teaching to adults, but I said, you know, if this is your profession, take it serious. And I went to India to uh, study Hatha and meditation. And when I went there, my practice wasn't anymore like that thickness that we used to hear, like that vinyasana and sweating and all of that. And mm -hmm. I, I just find yoga can serve more than uh, and heal more than anything I feel that before right mm -hmm. um, when I left India I back to America to here and I say I can't I don't want to teach more adults I want to connecting with my students you know I love studios and I go to studios but you know have that permanent connection with your students, right? Like you just seen there an hour ago and next week. And meditation is not a big thing. Uh, in the studios, like, you know, go to a class and meditate, it's not easy to find. Mm -hmm. And I was teaching to uh, two of my clients and he said, hey, I have Oh, he did yoga before meditation, like 30 years ago in Yoga Bill, and close to Washington. And he looked for yoga, like, you know, he was having a hard time with himself, and he wanted to back to that memory. And Peter contacted me, and when we started meditation, he said, you know, this is, just remind me, who I was 30 years ago and um, the yoga come something really good for him, right? And mm -hmm. that is how it shot. Um, I remember I went I back from India in uh, October and this conversation was in January. He said, I have an, I have an artist while you just don't start teaching my girls. It's a couple weeks, maybe this is good for them. They can, and have something different to do. And he owns an RTC. I don't know if you're familiar with the word. Uh, no, uh, I don't think so. Okay. This is a place, uh, placement. Uh, basically, uh, kids who are in custody by CPS, mm -hmm. uh, they live. It's a, it's a retreatment center. And they live there. Those are kids to come in with incredible crazy problems like they have been abused 
sexual abuse, sexual traffic, mm. eh, drugs from their party. Yeah. Eh, and when you see this, they know this is not something they want to talk about. Yoga, please. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How how you can be the happy when we come from this uh, long history? Okay. And he say, hey, you should start a couple weeks, a, a couple classes a week. And I say, hmm, okay. I didn't teach teens before. This is from 10 to 17. Mm -hmm. Never teach, never teach. That's so intimidating because it's so difficult. They've got a different way of seeing things, right? They don't. They don't. They don't have as much uh, patience for yoga in terms of like it because it moves so slow. They get frustrated. I know. I taught. Um, I taught a younger group. Maybe I've taught a couple of times, and it's it's completely challenging and completely different. So it's interesting that you were led to that um, at a time where you were coming back into a place of like settling down yourself exactly that's so interesting i mean i've always thought that the practice has this particular maybe we could call it a type of alchemy about it because and i say this to my students constantly and to my clients you could step into a yoga room just once in your life but just the fact that you showed up that one day and were present with yourself and with everything that was going on in that moment and woke up, so to speak, to yourself, that one moment begins to change so many things around you. And it's an interesting little trick almost that the practice plays on you because you step onto your mat almost unwillingly or not unwillingly, but unwittingly going into a journey that's going to take you deeper into self and little by little it sneaks up on you and it starts changing things and I think that that's where we see a lot of that space for people to grow and heal and pay attention and be able to actually deal with what it is that they have gone through or are dealing with without uh without pushing it so far down that it just festers or becomes something worse uh -huh. And when it comes to trauma, it's so unique and so particularly difficult for us, even as teachers, because there are things that we can say or do that could make things worse for the person that's there. Yeah. If they've, yeah. And there are things that we can do to help. So, for example, I know working with people who have been physically abused, I would never physically touch anyone unless I was given permission, you know, so that's a big trigger. Sometimes words, people associate very deeply with words. And so for example, a word like surrender can be very triggering. And to me, one of the reasons why I love the work that you are doing with Yeah, and that you're working on with Peter, and we're gonna get a little bit deeper into that in just a second. But one of the reasons I like what you guys are doing is because what you're bringing the tools of the practice to a place where these kids have gone through a lot of trauma. They have a lot of core wounds to deal with. There's a lot of things that need to be in place to help them, everything from therapy to all the things that you guys do. And you're allowing them to feel safe. You're creating a safe space for them where you're not going to cross the line either direction. And I think that that's really important. Also in that same mm -hmm. line, for a lot of us who teach and and I, this is not to be a judgment or anything like that, but it's just an observation. I think sometimes we get so madly, deeply in love, head over heels with the yoga practice itself, 
that we take that leap. You know, we go, okay, we're going to start teaching. And a lot of times we miss the fact that when we are teaching under in whatever capacity, whether you're teaching younger kids or grown ups, or whether you're only teaching for mm -hmm. a little bit or once a week or every single day for like five, you know, five times a day, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you're doing in terms of you becoming a teacher, you have now taken on this very important task and you can either push a person further into healing or you can push a person further into their pain and their disconnect and i think a lot of times we miss that mark because we we sort of take it for granted a little bit you know we think teaching is just about the postures it's just about the asana and we miss everything that goes into it including that sacred time in shavasana or in meditation where people are at their most vulnerable i think that we miss that sometimes and in today's world we need much more of that especially i think for the younger generations because to me it feels like they're seeking that much more actively than even you and i did back in the day they're needing that connection more now than ever because they're perhaps being more exposed to a slightly more artificial level of connection. We're talking social media, text message, all of that stuff. So they're looking for connection. They're looking for a guide who's going to sort of shine a light in the places of dark that they may be embodying or have gone through just to alchemize them and be able to create something new within themselves and for themselves. And they are looking for a way to be present with who they are. And all of those things are found through the yoga practice. I think a lot of that also goes hand in hand with the work that you do in therapy. You know, all of those things are very cohesive and that's why I like it because yoga is to bring everything together. You're yoking together. You're putting the tasks of the therapist with the task of like the actual teachers in the classroom with what you're doing with yoga and meditation with all of these things and hopefully allowing them to heal and choose new paths or create maybe that's the better word create new things for themselves when they're where they're not going to feel like they have to be in that same story or pattern anymore you know and hopefully now seeing some healing through that and can say oh this is a place where i can find my safety and this is a place where i can find my maybe not just so not so flat as happiness but much deeper contentment you know because at the end of the day that's really what we're seeking i i remember uh, is one quote that i always i think is the most connecting with my program uh, is dalai lama and he say if we teach every eight years kid to meditate in one generation, we're going to be in peace. And I think like to me, meditation can really late. I was trying to understand how I was feeling always. I never was sitting and trying to understand how, why I was frustrated or uh, why I am happy or if I am just happy and sad. No, you are like this, universe of colors of feelings and I think kids with the when they see in social media like a perfect life but they are not in peace with everything they have they they can have everything or nothing and they're going to be suffering because yeah the world is art is artificially it's artificial but if we give their like that 
power to, hey, you know, you can say how you feel and don't, because when you name it, it's basically like you break the, <laughs> you break the, the, the negativity, right? Like, like you, you need it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, by naming it, you almost like take its power away and you, you put it back on yourself. Yes. Yes. And find it, the power of your name too. Like we growing saying, um, what is your name? Uh, but you don't want people know who you really are. And I think it's important to teach the people to connect every day with who they are, how they feel, and what are you grateful for? Because life, like the person to smiling to you, the person to uh, jump and laugh, uh, those are giving you something, maybe energy, maybe the, the, you know, that power to do good, right? Yeah, and it's. I think it's as a, as a society, we do become very adept at not connecting with ourselves. Most of us to the point where we don't really know when we are feeling something or why we are feeling the way that we are feeling because the task of being present with it and actually observing and becoming that gentle observer is mm -hmm. is a practice and it's something that actually takes effort. It takes time. It takes dedication. It takes love. And so that ability to sit there and observe and go, well, okay, today I'm feeling incredibly frustrated and I think it's stemming from this. And, and this is making me feel this way because I'm relating to it in this direction. And it just kind of is almost like a, it's, I mean, I hate using this ex, uh, example because everybody uses it for everything, I feel. But it's almost like an onion, you know, peeling back the layers. The deeper you go, the more you realize that there's more and more stuff underneath. And to me, that's also a big part of trauma healing. I can say that in my own life because I've experienced very deep trauma in many different aspects of my own life as well. And to me, through therapy and through the practice, one of the things that helped the most was that connection and that awareness of what it is. And I still do it to the same. And like I said, it's a practice. I still do it. I wake up in the morning and if something comes up, I'm like, well, okay, okay wait, why? You know? Why is this showing up the way that it's showing up? And why am I informing it the way that I am informing it? And when we think about the fact that if we start this very deep work at an early age, it sets us up to be... Almost natural. Yeah, it, exactly. It deeps us or it delves us deeper into our intuition and into our self-knowledge, which then allows us to be much more empowered as grown-ups, you know? And it's exactly. things that we don't teach kids. I think on the contrary, I think that we teach kids they can't trust themselves. Oh, yeah. We teach to don't trust to anybody. Don't uh, don't talk about your feelings. Vulnerability is not a word because you cannot show who you really are because people uh, is going to take advantage of it. And I think it's important to break it. Um, you mentioned early, like, everything we teach, maybe we don't see it right now. And maybe the kids don't like it today because it's boring, because it's quiet, because what we have to do this. But in a couple of years, they're going to be sitting in alone and they're going to say, you know, I want to have feel this, the, that peace that I have those years. Or maybe I want to do garden and connecting with the uh, with the nature, or maybe I'm going to 
paint, put relaxing music and connecting with my breathing and express my feeling through the art, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like with kids, I think everything is, it's better do something than do nothing. And we just put something there and we left the soul basically basically mm-hmm. growing or we left there growing their own journal. And yoga have the power. I know everybody say this too, but it's not what it's not the asana, it's what you learning in the process to get the asana, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that like it's an everyday when we every day do something helping like or explain their how to connecting to have more love self-esteem because we not talk young people don't have love self-esteem we adults we sometimes don't have love self-esteem and we continues are comparing ourselves with other people because we don't feel comfortable with who we are yeah or and don't even know who we are most of the time Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's important to make their like, hey, you know, eh, just love who you are, be in peace with everything, with those, eh, with the way you talk, with what you have. Um, and use that path to basically make you more powerful and strong and teach other like, you can serve, no? Like, mm-hmm. if this work with me, I can help him maybe you with this because I live that. I am empathetic of yeah. what you was feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is so powerful because we all have that potential. You know, the struggles that we go through or the shade or the shadow that we go through is a lot of the time what we use to help other people around us see the light and embody that light because we know, we understand, we have a deeper, a deeper perception of what it has been. Even if it is, you know, and, and perception is unique because it's it tailored to every person uniquely. But if we have already experienced something that has been very big in our lives and we've been able to heal it and process through it and come out through at the other end, then we are able to see it in other people around us and help them heal, heal it in their own way. You know, which is funny because that's, that's how teachers are made, I think. I think it comes from a place of wanting to impart the knowledge that you have gained onto others so that then they can do the same. And it's like a never-ending continuation of the same light, which I think is really very beautiful. But yeah, absolutely, you're right. I think we do tell kids, yeah, I think we do tell kids to stop, to be small, to be silent, to be quiet, you know, to behave a certain way. And even to the point where we tell them, you know, they can't even trust their own instincts. Exactly. So, and that becomes a pattern for us as grown-ups. A lot of the reason why we can't relate to ourselves on a deeper level is because we've learned from our schools, from our teachers, from our parents, from our peers that what we think, feel, and are, are not valid. And so we start externalizing and we start seeking all of those things elsewhere in all kinds of different ways. And so, yeah, starting at an early age, I think is so important. But what are some of the key challenges facing you in your work? And yeah, yeah, it's it's a big question. (laughs) It's a huge question. Uh, I think the biggest one 
they know what it they know needed is something uh, and we have this wrong idea about yoga like that oh that's just pretty people with a lot of money do that right yeah yeah and for kids like um they don't want to do exercise they just think just basketball and um American football is the only way to exercise and yoga, how yoga is going to help us with this? And it's sometimes hard to make it like, you know, let's have discipline. Let's do this again, because yoga is about constantly, like how we designed the program with Peter is like they, um, they have yoga in different type of ways mm -hmm. four days a week mm -hmm. and the uh, one of the challenges that they they don't want it to do it but it's incredible how the self-harm decreased so in two months you already start seeing uh, results and aggression and a walls and you know you see the change but yeah to make their be there is the challenge, telling somebody. But I think it's good. I mean, and that's where that importance of the teacher really coming in with that authority of knowing that you're in it to serve other people is so crucial because yes. you know you're not going in there just to become famous or like I feel again I feel not to keep going back to this but I do think our society has turned the yoga teacher into this almost like superstar you know where they a lot of them look the same way a lot of them talk similar and then a lot of them have these like huge instagram accounts and the goal is to be like as famous as possible and if you can go and teach oprah then that is you know what i mean like that is like the <laughs> but yeah yeah but to me is i feel and again it's not a judgment of anybody i'm just making an observation of the state of things in the world in general but i think to me when we are able to put ourselves in the shoes of someone who is in service of something greater than themselves i think that that is when we can come into a situation or a space like you're doing because it is not not anybody would just be able to walk in there and be like okay let's do yoga especially when you're dealing with such a deep level of anger and hurt and and guilt and shame and trauma and so many different layers of emotions and stories and all of this other stuff not anybody would just show up there and be like okay do this and have the authority or the wherewithal to hold space in a loving way for them the way that you do and i think that that's where we have to really talk to ourselves and find out how am i being of service in this space and is this going to be a creative for someone else and if it is then that's, I think, where we find the place where a spirit really thrives and it gives us the authority to come in. And they, people feel that. Kids feel that. Adults feel that. You walk into the room and they know. I mean, you're not fooling around and you're not going to be walked all over. So they're going to defer, like they're going to give you their attention and their respect. And a lot of times, because it's making sense to them in such a physical slash mindful way, then it's going to help transform so much of what they've already been through. And you see, you see sometimes the difficult uh, student, and he's like, Miss Diana, 
I don't like this, but he made me feel better after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, I have a, a boy, and he was, oh, Miss Diana, I have to tell you today, I cannot do yoga because I have a lower back pain, and it's not going to work, but I'm just going to just hearing you. Say, okay, that's perfect. In the beginning of the class, he said, oh, I am in pain, and I am boring. In the end of the class, he told me he did everything like normal. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and in the end, he said, oh, I really need this. I feel so, I feel much better. <laughs> and he's 12 years yes. old kid. Yes. And it just makes their mind, like, and I believe uh, we learn every day through them. Oh, yeah. Like, a teacher is is a, mm-hmm. it's a student mm-hmm. every day. Like, you... I, 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 in the beginning, I thought I wasn't able, but I think every time I see a case, uh, a couple months ago, one of my old students, she already is 18, and she sent me a text in through Instagram, told me, Miss Diana, today I was meditating, and thank you, because I really need to feel better mm-hmm. today. And, those make sense like it doesn't matter if you have to almost to repeat or another this is what you need this is and oh sometimes they have cost me out no like they mm-hmm. know they know happy kids mm-hmm. they you know and to be there but with the time you understand this is no personal they talk from their yeah. anger right they're not talking from the yeah heart. they're talking from their pain yeah, and I don't know, like, I guess everybody has their vocation and they find of everything what they need, but I think the way I see yoga, yoga can impact more because yoga is more than asana. They are beautiful and it's amazing too, um, but we can serve in too many ways, like, the word is is cramping, is talking for breathing, for a stop for a second, and connection. And if we can teach that to the next generation, the next generation going to teach that to their kids. And I think the peace and the mindfulness and the um, relaxation is not going to be just something is strange and weird but it's going to be something more natural Mm -hmm. yeah no and i think you're right i think that's a lot of it's important if it gets ingrained at a very early age then that makes a difference later on in life like you said and hopefully that makes us more connected it makes us more aware it allows for us to create things from a much more constructive space versus creating always from fear which i think happens very often in our society and it changes mm-hmm. things and it, it may like i said it makes a difference sometimes i feel like if i would have had all of these tools when i was younger <laughs> you know who knows exactly i feel at the, the same time everything happens as it should but i do marvel at the ability <laughs> and this the opportunity to give those Thank tools you. to others 
at an age where it's so crucial, right? At an age where they really need that reconnection, where they really need that self-awareness, where it's going to make them so much stronger and so much more empowered and so much more uplifted to live their day-to-day lives as adults because they made the time to pause and take a breath and to observe, even if it, Mm -hmm. like I said, even if it makes you angry, and this goes for everyone, not just younger people but also us as adults that's why i'm always laughing in terms of the yoga Uh practice a lot of times we show up to the room we hate it you know it's probably the worst thing we've ever done (laughs) in our lives we leave but then somehow we feel better (laughs) somehow somewhere something changed and it's worth coming back for or at the very least it's worth exploring something else for yourself that's going to feel that good I remember I hear, I read in a book, and I cannot remember exactly which one is, and it say the human born in fight, we, our first uh, breath is a cry. Uh, when we start walking, we start fighting with our brother for a toys, right? And uh, when you want to express yourself and you are as a child, no, every child, but both, like you just scream, mom, I want water. Uh, you know, like we constantly yeah. trying to show others like, hey, you know, we are in fight. And when we feel this peace, it's almost like, what is this? It feels good, but I should. It's, it's, it's because I sometimes I don't want to do yoga. Get up to meditate six in the morning. Oh, why today? <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. after I do it, I understand why I should get up at six. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And usually, it's the places where we resist the most that we actually need yeah. the most too. Yeah. So yeah, if you ever wake up in the morning and you're like, "Oh, I don't want to do this today. I really don't want to." That's probably a good time for you to <laughs> do it. Moment, probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I love all of that, Nani. Well, um, what are some words of encouragement that you would give someone who perhaps feels like they are stuck or can't get past their shadow? Because I feel you probably come face to face with that a lot in the work that you do. Uh, I think everybody has their own line, light, but we have to believe it. I think sit, breathe, <laughs> count to four, stop the breathing and breathe out for three times and I think connecting with why you are right now is the best way to heal everything no I think we cannot talk if something is wrong or, or something is bad on you if you really don't know what is it I think the first thing is connecting with why are you right now how you feel right now and after your heart is going to tell you exactly what is the next, no? Mm-hmm. You have to trust. Yeah. You, talk, you use a word early, the intuition, no? I think yeah. we inside know what is the process of healing. We're looking for it. In our own world, we constantly want to feel better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ugh, I love it. I think that's so good. It is important to learn to connect to that part of ourselves. Absolutely. 
Um, I love it. Well, is there anything else you want to say specifically about the work that you're doing with Yeah? Uh, with Yeah Healing, uh, the plan is this, like, uh, bring to the schools. We are in kids program right now. Um, and we want this, like, we want schools and kids everywhere have more yoga. Uh, the program, the project is building to and yoga be able to incorporate to art, to planting, to simple things like hygiene for some of us. Hygiene is like, what? What are you teaching that? For most of our kids, uh, hygiene is something they don't talk about, like brush the teeth. This is a love of the thing. And make a meaning with Jaya, we want the kids learning to connect with exactly what they need. And sometimes our things simple like that. And um, yeah, their healing is building to to teach that, to teacher be able to incorporate their, uh, I don't know, if you're teaching math, but you want to stop and teach your kids to breathe. And it's like we have a manual right now. It's almost done. It's going to be up, I guess, next month. Uh, we're happy for that. Uh, and it's, it has a simple technique because we have this, I think, idea about like that we have to go in a mountain with white clothes to be able to connect <laughs> almost. Yeah, yeah. And with their healing, we just trying to teach or not teach to give you a manual or you learn it to how simple is just you just need to be sit there and be surrender of yourself right and if you want to teach that you can teach that like a dad or like a mom or like a teacher but the goal right now with jay is to bring them to schools yeah oh that's great i love that i think that we definitely need more of that and i think it can help everyone really learn to love themselves more, trust themselves more, and that will help connections. It'll help heal a lot of things between each other and hopefully change the narrative as time goes on. Yeah, it's going. I have faith. <laughs> I ah, faith is so important. I, I believe, I think it's, this is the right moment. I think it's good to use that publicity, the, that fancy yoga people is doing it's the right time yeah. to because it's making people interesting for any any reason i think you say a couple of weeks uh, in your podcast the it doesn't matter what is the reason they look for yoga the most important is they go for it and may and find that no that peace through it or that healing that we all of it one yeah yeah absolutely it's the search that it'll find you <laughs> the healing will find you <laughs> i love it it's, it's, oh i love it oh not evil thank you so much for coming on the show and is there where do you want or like where can people find more information about yeah and all of that um yeah is y e H A H 
uh, like is yoga enrichment for adolescent healing and uh, the website is jatx.org uh, and we just start with the instagram i am not a big instagrammer i know how <laughs> the time of the discipline to do it but we have an instagram and sheltering harbor uh, is the rtc where we do it and is the uh, business of peter where we start the program uh, and is shelteringharbor.org too and that's it awesome Yay. Well, thank you, Nani, again, and we will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Sapa. You know I have an amazing admiration for you. I think you are a wonderful, and your piece just made me happy. Sometimes I just look for see your post about Full House and how, <laughs> how you have making the yoga so simple and so easy for so many people to need it. Really. It's an honor, Aww. and thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> All right, we'll be in touch, Nani. Have a wonderful weekend. You too, bye. Welcome back, beautiful listeners. I hope that you've enjoyed this interview. And if you have any questions about today's show, or if you want me to go further into detail about some of the things that you listened to, or if you just want to connect, you know that you can reach me via email, info at nourishingpaths.com, as well as you can follow me on Instagram at nourishing underscore paths. And if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review it so that other people can find it as well. Now, go out there and have a beautiful day, and I will talk to you next Monday.